everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and I am bringing you a Facebook Live today that I just did the other day, and it is about the five ways, the five best ways to increase our metabolism. But true to Revelation Wellness style, we're going to talk about a bigger picture of metabolism. Remember this, everything that is created and seen from your body to your uh, landscape around you, to everything that has been created and can be seen comes from a creator God. Everything has his fingerprint in it. Uh, And so we are going to look at metabolism from a very practical way today. For those of you that are just wanting to feel better because it has everything to do about energy, get your energy up. We're going to look at the five best ways to do that um, and to feel better for just your daily life. But more than that, we're gonna go deep within you, the inside of you, of that energy source of your metabolism. What is fueling your fire and how we can also get that up so that your insides match your outsides and your outsides are using, you're using the things of the earth, the outside to actually feed you in your inmost being so that you have integrity, right? Inside to outside, outside to inside. It's all cohesive and harmonious. So we're going to do that today. We'll talk about that, five things. So get your notes out, get ready, check yourself before you wreck yourself, see where you fall um, with these five things. Also, don't forget the free warrior challenge. So what I'm talking about today is going to line up great for those of you who are in the warrior challenge. If you're not, you can still go do it. It's open anytime, anytime. We have a lot of free things through Revelation Wellness. We just want to serve you. We just want to see you feel better and get better. And movement has a lot to do with that. We want you to move better, not faster. We want you to really enjoy your life, heart, soul, mind, and strength, as you love God, heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we have a lot of freebies for you. And we just released our Warrior Challenge seven days. We're going to mix it up. We're going to challenge you. You should feel awkward. We want you to embrace your awkward, get comfortable being uncomfortable, Um, I'm now uh, in day three of doing it and I'm having so much fun and my body is being challenged, even me, you guys, because there's other trainers training me, teaching me their ways of movement. I'm being taught my mind and my body for seven days in a different way than I, you know, than I usually do. So let me interrupt your usual programming of fitness, of, of moving your body, of how you um see your body consider going over and joining the free warrior challenge you can just swipe up on the show notes hit the link go on over and share it with somebody invite someone else to do it and of course as always thank you for sharing this podcast thank you for telling someone about it thank you for screenshotting it come over to instagram and say hi to me at elisa keaton Um, you can personally talk to me there tell me what you learned And of course, follow us at Revelation Wellness, where we're sharing all the big things the ministry's doing, um, the rest and rebuild retreat that's coming up, instructor training, Rev on the Road, all these events. We're just basically your traveling circus for Jesus (laughs) with a lot of sweat and a lot of tears and a lot of laughter. So join us any way you want. You're just so invited here. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for letting me speak into your life. Um, this way. And I truly do honor you as you are loving God, getting healthy, being whole, loving others. All right. We'll talk soon. Peace. What what did, I mean, let me give you a choice. Let's, let's just do that real quick. And then I'll jump into metabolism because it's going to take 
really good energy inside of you. And we're going to talk more about energy today because that's really what a metabolism is. Everyone has energy to burn and it's at what rate are you burning energy? If I gave you the choice of you can have all the money, you guys play that game, would you rather with your kids? Would you rather? Okay. Would you rather have all the money in the world have all the uh, riches, all the comforts of this physical existence that you could manage, that you could dream of, you know, vacations, whatever it is. You know, like we, we, we have a vision or a, a thought for our life that is very external. If you could have all access to that, but yet inside, unstable, <laughs> um, ungrateful, you know, you'd have a hole there. That no matter how much you're pulling in, but you had all the access to it because comforts are momentary. Can I get an amen there? Comforts are very momentary. They come, but then they go. <laughs> and then I need something else to comfort me. And that's what we do when we seek the things of this world. They're transient. They're temporal. They cannot last. But you know what does last? Your soul. Your soul will go on into eternity. C.S. Lewis says, you don't have a soul. You don't have a body. You have a soul. You have a soul. Or you are a soul. You have a body. I always botch that up. You are a soul. You have a body. The body will return back to its state of, of um, physical matter, but the soul goes on and on. So would you rather have everything on the outside, but nothing on the inside? Or would you rather have everything on the inside? Everything on the inside. And maybe lacking somewhat on the outside. Because ain't that the truth? Is that not true? I don't care who you are. You'll go to some people group or some place where you don't have the thing that they say is what you're supposed to have. Whether it's looks or money. Because every community has a belonging. Every community has a belonging. And if you'll feel like, ah, I don't have that, I need that. But if you know in your soul who you are... That is an energy that burns within that allows you to come and go. And if you're accepted, great. If you're rejected, great. It does not withdraw from you. There is no ability to withdraw from a wealth of soul. Can I get an amen? When you have it, and you also know where it comes from. I was just reading today in Proverbs 5 that our, our hearts have living water. Living water flows from within our hearts. So there's always a flow. There's always more, even if I'm feeling dry because of my external circumstances. It's true. I lose hope. I lose faith and I have unbelief because of what I can see and what I hear. Yes? Tell me I'm not preaching to myself. That's the truth. I can believe something in my head and know it and it, re and it resonates with my core, but I'm not seeing it happen, right? Or I look in the mirror and I see whatever I don't like, or I look at something and I see it and I begin to put value in that. So here at Revelation Wellness, we are constantly repointing you back Look inside, go within, because inside of you is a wealth of resources of abundance. And although the world has withdrawn from you, people have sinned against you, there has been hurt, there has been true trauma, there has been true pain. And every time that happens, it, it pulls at us, it withdraws from us. We have excessive ongoing resource in a God who says, come to me, I'll fill you with living water. You'll never thirst again. 
ever thirst again. Yes, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith in the unseen things. All right, so that should, st- I'm talking already. I hope this fires you up because this is what you're made for. This world will be transient. It won't always fit you. Amen. It shouldn't fit you. You must be your unique self. But inside of you, you are, you are seated. You are like comfortable with who you are, you know, and you're always growing. Don't ever get too comfortable. Stay connected to suffering. A little bit of growth, a little bit of pain is good for me because I will grow into more reality of who I was created to be and a revelation of who God is. Those are, that's my co-labor with Christ. I'm co-laboring. I want to grow to become more of who he's created me to be. I'm on that journey of my heart, of finding the hidden person of the heart. And I will know that as I look to him. It's a revelatory, intimate, abiding, everyday walking relationship. And honestly, do you know, recently I was challenged by a friend who has kind of changed her view on God. Um, I would say uh, very big on deconstructing. That's a big word we're hearing. I could do a whole podcast podcast on deconstructing. Um, but she challenged me to live, consider living a day or a week as if there is no God. Because if there is a God, he's big enough to cover it. You know, and, and listen, I'm not afraid of big, scary conversations. Let's go. The world's having it. Put me in. Put me in, coach. Let's talk. But the moment it was said to me, I was so saddened and grieved. Like I felt depleted. Like, hi, I, why would I do that? Like he's my source. He's my energy. He's my joy. He's my glow. He's my, I couldn't imagine turning my back to not, even if I'm as mad as I have been at God, because I have been mad at God. Can I get a high five on that? Can we all just get honest? You have been upset with God. You've been disappointed. You, he should have done this. He should have done that. And if you can't get honest with that, you're still putting it all on people. Just take it off of people. Put that weight on God. He's big enough. And I've had that pain with God. But even in that, I couldn't imagine. He has kept me straight. He has put logs on my fire and it keeps burning. So I'm, where am I going to go? <laughs> I couldn't imagine to live a day as if he didn't exist. He has saved me and he's been true to his word, but it's taken time and I've been patient. Metabolism, metabolism, it burns, it keeps going. Did you know that? If you did not have a metabolism, an energy force of your body, it would die. You, you are metabolism. You are a source of energy. Now, how do you feed it? What do you do with it? Philippians 2, 12 to 13 says, be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. Be energetic. I love, do you know right now, honestly, one of my favorite things is to talk about God, to connect with people. This would be even better if we were in real life, even better. My gosh, dreamy. But I'll take this. Uh, And I truly, when I'm here, I'm like, If I could jump into you, I would. Like, I want you to get this in you and to come alive, to fully confront and and step into your life with a zeal and a passion that whatever comes against you is not against you. It's actually for you. Like, I'm all that. So if I could just get in you, I would do that. But I'm trusting the Holy Spirit. That's where he's got to do the work. So I just deposit the message. So be energetic in your life of salvation and reverent, right? Where would, what, to turn away from God would not be to revere God. I revere him. He has my heart. I honor him. I go towards God. 
and sensitive before him. It goes on to say that energy is God's energy and energy deep within you. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. Inside of you right now is a knowing, a feeling, a thinking, and a doing that is all about what God would want for you, what would please him. The problem is we have a lot of information coming, a lot of stuff, and we get distracted. That's why I'm glad we're here because, listen, all I want to do is point you right back. Whatever you saw on your Facebook feed today or whatever you read in the news, whatever might be stealing energy from you, hope. Listen, if you are without hope, it's time to get your hopes up. You got to do a hopeful thing. You got to think a hopeful thought. You got to sing a hopeful song. You have to put a log on the fire. You have to chop the wood and put the log on the fire. The fire's there. But if you don't put something to burn on it, a good sacrifice of praise, of thanksgiving, that energy will fall. And the things that please God will become distant, uncaring, and you will grow cold. You have to feed the fire. That is the metabolism of your faith. That is what is first and most. That's always at Revelation Wellness, first and most. Amen. Get your hopes up, Jesse. Get your hopes up. Yes. I'm going to get a shirt. All right. Now, that's true. So uh, am I anyone? Is this amen fire? Like you're going, okay, yep, yes, yes. I want to live in a wealth of soul, no matter what is that I have something burning inside of me. Um, that's metabolism. The definition of metabolism from a physiological standpoint means it's the chemical process that occurs within a living organism in order to maintain life. The chemical process, right? Uh, if you ever been to um, your chemistry class, we had Bunsen burners, right? You'd always light the fire and then it begins the chemical process of distilling or steaming or changing. All we're doing is changing energy from liquid to solid, uh, to gas, whatever it is, we're changing. Remember, because the law of thermodynamics says that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed or transmitted. So there is energy all around you all the time. Right now, everyone, let's just do this. Just sit and hopefully if you have quiet and look at something in the room and just relax. You're not trying to force your breath and just Focus on it for a second. When you look at, now if I had you looking at something ugly or scary, it would not feed you. But when you just look at something that's kind of stable and still, even if I'm looking at my bookcase, it just grounds me. And in a groundedness, I have a good solid energy. I'm not fearful. I'm not chasing it. I'm just grounded. Did you know God created the world to kind of ground us, to support us, to hold us? <laughs> We're not holding up the world. The world is actually holding us. It's our backdrop. It's there to support us. But in chaos and noise and confusion, we start trying to create shelter or safety. And when what we really need to do is realize, wait, I'm already safe right now. And that's an energy in me aware of the presence of God who is right now saying, you're okay. I'm here. It's always available to us. We just have to access it. We have to turn on that side of our body and brain. All right. So 
chemical processes happening all the time and we need them for daily living. A dead body does not have a metabolism. A dead person does not have metabolism. It dies as soon as the breath goes and the oxygen drops, all the chemical processes cease to exist and the metabolism is gone. But wherever there is life, there's breath, there's a metabolism. Doesn't matter right now in every hospital bed around the world where there is just a body on a ventilator, there is a metabolism. It's being sustained by something, but there is a metabolism. It's life and we're hoping for life to come fully on board. Hope. Get your hopes up. So now I want to talk about actual energy that you can just create in your life because we're two-handed people. Yes, we are spiritual beings. We are a soul. We have a body. So feed your soul. What are you thinking about? What log, what fire am I burning on today? What, What am I putting on the altar to burn this fire? That's why don't despise it when you're challenged. You're actually increasing in that wealth of soul. That's how we increase. The world will tell you this is foolishness whatever. (laughs) I know it to be true. Anything you see about me that is energetic or hopeful or joyful, I am promise you, I have not had hopeful or joyful days. I have a terrible history, a terrible upbringing. I had no tools, no parenting. I mean, it was terrible. I was angry, bitter, sad, disappointed. My life was not looking good and then entered Christ and then entered a savior who has loved the hell out of me. And I mean that seriously, because hell is the absence of love. Hell is the absence of God. Hell is the absence of everything that is good, true, noble, praiseworthy, or excellent. It's the absence of. And we all have places in us if we don't, aren't careful and we don't feed the fire of faith. That absence just gets bigger and bigger. So we want to increase your metabolism. Let's get practical now. So I'm telling you, just keep throwing logs on the fire. Whatever that thing is that's coming against you, it is actually for you. Turn it into a praise, a song, a prayer, a worship, a faith. Call a friend and make a declaration. Do something that gets you in step with a metabolism, an energy of a God who says, I am and there is no other. My hand is not too short to reach, not too weak to hold. Just hang on. All right. But now let's talk practically metabolism because I want you to have an energetic life. I could not have this energy right now here being with you if I um, didn't get good sleep last night. If I argued with my husband and we and I was t- tossing and turning all night, if I had done something where I'm kind of ruminating, I need forgiveness, right? That will that'll eat away on me and it, it'll interrupt my sleep if I don't have sleep. Um, if I'm not eating well, if there's things that I'm not doing, I wouldn't show up with the same amount of energy, right? We all have limited amounts and we all have so much to give, but I want you to be investors, I want you to invest in yourself. I want you to actually be so wealthy in soul that you're actually pulling from the external things to go, this is going to actually increase me. I'll pull this. I'll pull that. And that you're not pulling things that are going to destroy. Or again, we can't destroy energy. We can only transform it or transmit it. So it would transform energy from good energy into poor energy. And that's absolute truth. We're all doing that. We're all making an energy, energy exchange all day long. Okay, so the first thing we need to do, write these first things, five, five things down. I got the five and these are proven. So let's just drop the pin because a lot of you are going to know these, but how are you doing? Ask the Holy Spirit, how am I doing in these practical things? Because you are in the world. 
Not of it, but in it. Let's use it to our best ability. First thing is sleep. I mentioned it. How much sleep are you getting? Anyone, everyone care to tell me? Put it in the chat. How much, how much sleep are you getting? All right, here's the um, studies prove and show that the average is no less than seven hours a night. Eight. Most people need eight. And I'm sorry, you know what? Yes, it's seven hours. Most people need eight. So I try to go for eight. No less than seven. Seven to eight. Good job. We got, oh, we, Miriam, we need you to get some more hours of sleep. And I know it can be hard. Six to seven. We're looking for no less than seven. Eight would be like optimal. Um, no less than seven, seven hours or so. Okay, so sleep, if you're at the six or under, um, I know it'll feel hard. You probably are, uh, maybe you're, you're up late at night a little bit more than you should. Your circadian cycles are off. So maybe just try pushing the clock back. 15, 20 minutes, read your Bible, take your phone. I can do a whole thing on sleep, but I don't have time. So let's just drop the pin on sleep. Okay, five hours. Sandy, come on, Sandy. We're going to get you there. In Jesus' name, Lord, increase our sleep. It says in Psalm 127 that he gives his beloved sleep. He gives his beloved sleep. Do you know at night when I'm tossing and turning, I'll call on that. God, you give your beloved sleep. You give your beloved sleep. Because it's just anxiety or something is keeping me busy. He wants us to have sleep. Okay. First thing is sleep. Next thing, no less than seven, go for eight. Um, hydrate. Everyone, take a break. There you are. Hydrate. I was saying today in our live warrior workout challenge that as a nation, we are chronically overfed and chronically dehydrated. We're chronically overeating and chronically under uh, her, nourish, or I'm sorry, nourish, underhydrated. We need more water. Half of your body weight in ounces is always a good goal. But here, I, we're not big on numbers. Just start, just start, exchange a cup of coffee. Or how about before you have the next cup of coffee, you decide you're going to have at least a cup of water. We need more water. And I can't, I do a whole thing on water and how our brains make, you cannot, if you have brain fog, you're high, most likely you are dehydrated. So our brains need the water. You're going to make better decisions. You're going to pull. Again, I'm going to pull from the things of life to put on this fire of my soul, metabolism, so that I'm actually getting more energy back. I'm transforming good energy. All right. So glasses, um, eight, eight, half of your body weight in ounces about. If you are um, over, you know, 200 pounds or so, 100 ounces can feel like a lot. So let's just get you to 50 ounces. Let's get you to 60 ounces and just hang out there. Don't strive any of this. Just start to ease yourself into it. Kindly move into, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose some energy here. And I'm telling you, when you drink water, you need to see it as like um, a life force. Like this is energy. This is for me. This is going to, this is going to put, you know, we would often think water puts out a fire, but when it comes to our metabolism, water is like gasoline on a fire. It will, it will, it'll inflame it and give it more, um, more oxygen to, to burn. And that's how a, a fire gets bigger as you, you fan it. And that's why you have to turn a log so that more oxygen gets into that. And then a fire gets big again. So water will do that. Third thing, you need to eat foods that 
break down, that need energy to be broken down. Foods that need to be broken down. Um, this is why people get put on feeding tubes because they don't have the energy to break down food, but they still need to eat. So it's like the simplest form of nourishment. Well, we are not that. As Paul says, we're to mature, we're to grow, to move away from spiritual milk, which will give you some nourishment, to meat, to solids, but good solids. All processed food has been broken down for you in some way. I love this visual. It sticks with me. The more processed food you eat, it really is like you've given the food. Somebody has already taken the food and chewed it and then spit it back into the bag for you to eat. I know that's gross, but that is really what processed food is. It's taken the raw form of, of, once upon a time, it was a raw substance. It was broken down and broken down in chemical exchange. So it's kind of been chewed up, chewed up, chewed up, and then spit into a, a receptacle that can sit on a shelf for a long time. And then our bodies, you know, use it. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it because listen, energy is energy. But if this primary energy is coming out of preserved foods, um, foods in boxes, foods that can hold a shelf life longer than three to seven days, I'm not using really good energy. Um, I'm actually pulling from places that are kind of like, you know, I need, I need something quick. I need something fast. So I will, you know, we take out a credit loan. We're like, I don't have the money right now. I'll borrow. Well, instead of kind of going, nope, you know, here's what I always say. This is why fasts are good. The intermittent fasting, I have a podcast on fasting. So I would encourage you to go listen to that because um, I'm not against fasting. I think fasting though, it, the sake of spiritual discipline and the use of the tool it is, be careful because it's really, that's what it's meant for. Uh, but when we take a break from food, you will absolutely love having um, some broccoli or a tomato or like real food because your body was meant for that. So it's a good way to reset the cravings of your body and the metabolism of your body, but it's not a good lifestyle. You can go listen to my podcast on fasting. Um, uh, I don't believe fasting is a lifestyle. It's a disciplinary tool first for the soul and it does have effects for the body. Just be really cautious, especially if you start to lose weight on inner, how, what does a friend of mine say? Um, the way you lose it is how you live it. Selah. The way you lose it is how you'll live it. So just think about that. Are you going to intermittent fast for the rest of your life? You know, you've got to kind of find this wealth of soul. Okay. You know, look around, stare at something supporting you. And from that place, we can make really good decisions. The problem is we're just so chronically stressed, anxious that we make not great decisions. We're throwing wet wood on a fire instead of really good kindling. All right. The fourth thing is um, mix it up. Mix up your workouts. Mix up how you move. Do something new. Do something different. And now I say to you, shameless plug, the warrior workout. We right now, you can go, I'll put the link back or someone can maybe put it in. It's revelationwellness.org slash challenges slash warrior. We have the free seven-day warrior challenge right now. It is for the person that's like, I'm going to get comfortable being uncomfortable just for seven days. I wouldn't ask you to do that forever, but it's a great way to jumpstart the metabolism, to jumpstart the body. Move as only you can move. So you don't have to move faster, but move differently. When we move differently, that actually is 
um, a, a, a shock for the body and we have to start pulling, whether it's neurologically, I have to think to make this movement happen. My muscles have to fire up in a different way because I'm not used to moving that way. So different kinds of movement, mix it up, try jumping rope. We have a free jump rope challenge over on our website. Um, all of this, go to our website, revelationwellness.org, hit the freebies tab. We have free stuff all day long to help you uh, throw some good logs on the fire. But the free seven day challenge, we will, the, war, the warrior challenge is right up this alley of getting your energy up, getting yourself up. You guys are warriors. You are overcomers. The cross says we win. The cross says Jesus wins. We got to get our hopes into that and keep them firmly planted there. Again, the world is meant to support that for us, that we can rest in that place. Okay. So the warrior workout is a great tool for you, but just try new things. Be awkward. I was doing the workout today with everyone. Uh, if you're in the Warrior Challenge this week, or just for the next few more days, you can join me at 9.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, in a live workout room. We're all working out together. And it was awkward. Some of these movements were awkward. And like I felt like I was going to fall over and not very good at it. That's really good for my brain and my body. All right, so that's the fourth thing, mix it up. And the fifth thing and final, proven metabolism skyrocketed up is for you to increase muscle. Yeah, increase muscle. As we get older, it does definitely, um, sarcopenia is what it's called. It's, it's, it's basically a shrinking of the muscle. Um, it just occurs and it's going to occur. You're kind of trying to, to hold back at what rate it will occur as you strength train. So the, the older you get, um, it's really important. I mean, again, move your body. I don't really love strength training. I love to go for a walk, a hike, a bike, jump rope, run, um, climb a mountain. I kind of like that <sighs> breathless, I hear from God there, like I really connect there in that energy place. I don't feel that so much lifting weights, but my body needs it. I know it needs it. I need it so that as I get older, I can get it, in and out of a chair, get on the floor, grab something, stand up. It will strengthen my muscles, which then strengthen the integrity of my bones and my skeletal system. Um, without muscle, as muscle begins to deteriorate, we our, our flame gets a little smaller each time. So think about at least two times a week doing some strength training, six to eight exercises for a total body workout. It doesn't have to be, you're not going to the Olympics. You don't need to be Miss Olympia or Mr. Olympia. <laughs> you just need to get, pick up a weight right here. I'm looking at right here on my grounders, like I have five pounders all the way up to a 20 pound um, dumbbell set. And that just, that does it for me. I can, I've got some sandbags and some other fun things, but creating muscle is definitely part of it. The warrior challenge will help you do that as well. All right, you guys, I leave you with this. Verse 14, carry on from Philippians 2. I read you verse 12 to 13, but now close it with this. Verse 14, this is all from the message. It says, do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering and no second guessing allowed. Go out into the world uncorrupted, a breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. Wow, Paul's really saying it here. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. That's all we're here to do. 
provide people with a glimpse that when they look at you, they see an energetic person. They see a hopeful person. They see a person of abundance and resources from out of their heart flowing living water, that they are not scarce and holding, restricting, fearful, that there's a solid, there's a groundedness in you. There's a flame that burns. And when adversity comes and trials come, you actually see it as an opportunity to break the log or the stick over your knee and throw it on the fire, that it is metabolizing and it's burning something into you of increasing your strength of faith. And then you make these good living choices. You're good living. Listen, I just came out of a really tough, well, I'm still kind of in it, where I was so sad, my heart was so sad and broken that I truly understood how people who go through really rough times just put on lots of weight. I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to get up out of bed. I had no energy. I had no, it was just heavy and I needed comfort and I was tired. I mean, I'm getting older too. It's harder to fight those battles. And I always thought, I get it now. I understand how something sad happens to someone. A tragedy happens and they just, they just, their health goes down. I get it. And I gave myself a little bit of rest, a few days to just rest. But then I knew this rest is turning into sloth, into laziness, and almost towards depression. And I had to get up. And I had to just put on my workout clothes, go for a walk. I had to do, because it brings me joy. I had to do it. I had to do good living. I had to just do it. God bless Nike for their just do it. It is at some point. You have to do it and then the faith backs it up. The faith becomes the backbone that says, well done. And now the world sees a living God. You chose good living and now the world sees a living God. Good living, living God. That's good energy. All right, you guys, I hope this blessed you today. I love getting back here to connect with you. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for hanging out here. Thanks for dropping the pin on yourself. Get your energy up. Um, share this again with someone. We love getting this message out. This is how we spread the gospel together. And now I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the listeners here, the eyes, the ears, the hearts, and the stories that they're holding in their bodies. Thank you that your story makes all things new, that our stories are rewritten, that our energy gets transmitted and transformed. Our, our What tried to destroy us and, and put out our fire actually becomes good kindling for a glorious fire here on earth to show the world a living God through our good living. God, help us to have the discipline to make good choices, increase, uh, Lord, our ability to see that you are a good God and that you're worth it. And so are we, God. You call us good. And that we just continue to make good choices round and round, Lord, that this is not obligatory, that this is actually our desire, our pleasure to please your heart put a smile on your face. God only fills us with delight in our hearts. Thank you that we don't have to earn your love. Thank you that no matter what we do, we can't escape your love. And that that love is so consuming fire in us, God, that it transforms all our fear into great and perfect love. I ask for healing in bodies, chronic disease to cease. In Jesus' name, where there's depression, it ceases and lifts today as a person drinks a glass of water and makes a good choice. God, would you give them 
the wherewithal to take a good choice and multiply it into another good choice, into another good choice. God, free your people, heal their hearts, reclaim their stories, bring them out of shame and darkness into your marvelous light. Thank you for this ministry getting to be a part of that little story or the, the bigger story, God, that we get to play a little part of it. We thank you and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Yes, that was Philippians 2, 12 through 14. It was the message. Uh, actually, I read all the way through 15 by the end, but it's a good one. It's just-